You're listening to Citizen Reporter, program number 470 for the 4th of May, 2014. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Citizen Reporter. I am your host, Mark Fonseca Rendero, and today it's a solo program where it's just me, no interview, a bit of an update on life. If you're new to this podcast, well, first of all, it's a podcast, so the topic can always change depending on the week. And uh, of course, over the years, we say this is the podcast focused on underreported news, global concerns. But I'm, I'm moving away from that tagline, not so much the actual focus, the interest in so many different problems in the world or life stories from around the globe. That's still the interest. I just feel like using that as a tagline... Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I want something different. So, yeah, I'm going to drink my tea here. Um, Yeah, this is a podcast, and uh, most of you know that, so I don't have to do any explaining. This happens occasionally. But I wanted to dedicate this program to closing out the Dubai Taxi Project. Yeah, I feel like there should be a final program, not with an interview or even from Dubai, because I'm speaking to you right now. Uh, early May here. What's it? May 3rd? May Yeah, something like that. And I'm in Amsterdam in my home of homes. And so it's uh, it's not that it's another program from Dubai, but it is the program where I can sit at home and look back because that is actually when you see more, um, maybe the most interesting reflections Uh, Of course, the most interesting observations happen when you're in the country, but the most interesting reflections happen when once you're home and some time has passed and surely, let's see, I was there in January, so time flies. It's been three months since I was in Dubai. Uh, So this is the closing. This is the, uh, you know, calculating and, and I don't know what you call it. Uh, so if if this is not your thing, if this is a little confusing, you can you can go now. Come back, come back next show. But we're gonna we're gonna talk you and I, whoever stays. I've got the portable setup so I can sit on my couch and look at this little screen, this little tiny screen, uh, with my outline to make sure I know where I'm going because my mind can wander. And I'm glad to have you along, the people that didn't switch off, the people that are still here. Uh, let's see. So. Dubai, right? We close it out. We had the last interview just about two weeks ago with Midu Taha, my dear friend who I still talk to quite often uh, from far away. And uh, he's had a baby girl, uh, which is fantastic. And I'm really enjoying hearing his little stories from from how it's going and what he's learning and noticing. Um, so that was that was an interview, one of those examples that it wasn't somebody who was a taxi driver. It was just someone who I, I got to know and I really wanted to share with the world. Uh, so 
as you know, we we did many of those kind of interviews for this series. Um, And then, you know, we've had the various taxi drivers. I have probably 15 to 20 taxi interviews that I've never aired and I will never air. Um, I might share some of them. I owe you who supported this podcast some raw footage. I know I promised specific people even access to raw footage and I'll, I'll put it up, but be careful what you wish for because one of the reasons I'm not publishing this stuff is because not that much happens. Uh, either you get a driver who no matter how much I prod and you know try to get going has nothing to say or is under, not understandable. That that did happen from time to time. Or, you know, understandable if you're there sitting next to him, but to to have it as a podcast wouldn't work. So there's all this material that I do take away from, with, from this project that will never be published and maybe one day I find a use for. Maybe more stories that I've written many, but but others that I haven't written. Um, it also, and, and here we get into dissecting what happened and what was good, what was bad, and, and, and then everything in between because some stuff, it's not to judge good or bad, it's just to judge. <laughs> um, there were those conversations and those those people who um it all started started to sound the same so you heard family conversations if you've been listening to the podcasts from this series uh after a while it was the same family conversation it was just that a few drivers would go beyond the norm of yes i have two kids yes i haven't seen them in six months 12 months three years Uh, so that was the more interesting when when someone would go beyond the the normal chit chat um so and and that gets into what i want to call this section of the show today lessons learned yeah there's always lessons learned and i wonder of course what you as listeners have picked up along the way but uh, i'm not really going to sit around waiting for you to tell me uh some people have already given me feedback in person and via email and Twitter and so forth. And some people will never give me feedback, maybe because they got nothing out of it. It's possible. But me, here's my feedback on my own work. Um, you know, one of the things I, I came to realize after two weeks, at least, maybe less, um, is that the taxi cab as an environment it can go both ways. It can it can be a place like for these long trips between Abu Dhabi and Dubai, which were budget breakers, by the way. So I couldn't do them all the time, uh, and I didn't realize how how big that could be on my budget. Um, these were sometimes the most interesting conversations, but therein lies another problem: the sounds of a taxi on a highway are much harder to deal with recording wise than the sounds of a taxi in a city. All the recordings made in the city at red lights, at at slow speed uh, areas, much better. Uh, Unfortunately, Dubai has this four lane, five, six lane, I don't know what lane uh, uh, highway that cuts the the downtown area and much of the city in half. So no matter even some local trips were were hard to hear. So that's another lesson learned. Although I want to talk to taxi drivers and of course, the best environment to find them is in a taxi. To actually record them in a in a listenable way, the taxi cab is a place that just ruins it much of the time. Uh, I wonder if if it ruined it at all during the series that I published. But I know that listening to the the material in total, 
there were lots of moments where it just didn't work. Also, because I didn't want to put a microphone in people's face, so I kept it near me and, and in my lap, and I tried all sorts of different ways to not scare the taxi driver, which meant uh, sometimes not showing him a mic. Yeah, that's right. Mm. So... Uh, that was one thing, you know, uh, you do a project about taxi drivers, but ironically, you want to get them out of the taxi. And I, I was weary or leery or whatever the word is when you don't exactly want to do something. Um, I resisted this idea, although many people told me to do it, to go to the cafes where taxi drivers hang out. Because therein lay another problem, the idea that you go to a cafe with a microphone and say, hey, and first of all, you stick out like a sore thumb and you say, hey, uh, talking to this mic. That is not only hard to do, it ruins the moment. <laughs> That's what I've come to learn about all media. All our little devices and tools ruin moments. We take real people with beautiful stories and we shove a device between people between us and them and in doing that we pretty much ruin it the only reason a few a few gems get out there is because we're lucky that's why um <laughs> i don't know what I, I think i was just watching um the secret life of walter mitty a movie very few people have talked about and i happen to have really enjoyed and at one point there's a harmless scene or maybe Maybe not so harmless, but there's a photographer that Walter Mitty's been looking for. Yeah, spoiler. Um, and uh, the photographer is waiting to take a picture of something so rare, an animal. And finally, it appears uh, in front of them. They've been waiting for quite a while. And it's in the field of view of the lens, and the camera shows you that. And then he doesn't, he doesn't take a picture. And, and Walter Mitty says, like, you know, this is the picture you want. And the guy goes, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't take the picture. I just stay in the moment, in the place where I am. And, uh, and you know, it's a movie, it's a harmless moment, maybe it's even a poorly written moment, but for me, that is the story of what I've been doing and what so many of us do. We ruin moments for a living. That's what we do. <laughs> and, uh, and occasionally we get away with it, and despite the ruining, and the, it, it works anyway. I'm not saying I'm quitting. I'm just saying I realize how much microphones ruin everything. And cameras, oh, well, we know they ruin everything, and uh, so on and so forth. Mobile phones probably ruin many of our moments. Um, maybe we'll see in like 10, 20 years, people will figure that out, and the new thing will be to remove the technology and make it invisible, of course, with glasses and whatever. Back to the Dubai taxi project. Are you still with me? Good. All right. I'll take a break to uh, have a sip here. Come from the north, and then I saw you in the south. I thought your eyes were blue, but was the one behind those black eyes also you? You also said you were a boy, but I met a lady with your voice. You were born in '62. A few other lessons learned, and then we got to move on with the uh, with Dubai Taxi Project. Uh, one, I, I already knew this, but it, it hits home again. And apparently I, I had to really, I don't know, I st I'm yet to learn this lesson properly. One trip, well, first of all, one meeting is never enough. I mean, I used to think one meeting is sometimes not enough. Now I'm convinced one meeting is never enough to do a proper interview. But never mind interview, to have a conversation 
and feel like you know someone. One interview, one meeting is fake. It's rushed. It's it's a lot of things, but it isn't very connecting. And so all of these interviews, well, most, most, were first-time meetings. Only the ones that didn't take place in taxi cabs, maybe one cab driver I'd seen before. Uh, so uh, I knew this, and I yet I failed to focus on meeting a driver again. And there were opportunities, I think. Sometimes I, they, they flat out gave me a card. Very few, but, but one or two did. Actually, the ones that freaked me out the most with horrible stories that, that made no sense. The conspiracy theorists gave me their cards. Yeah, there were some conspiracy theorists I got really bored with. Um, but there were, I should have pushed. Again, therein lies the media thing that, that ironically I don't have. The pushing. I should have pushed to find these guys again. But it just seemed like they had their lives and their lives did not involve meeting people again. It just didn't happen. Uh, so meeting people once is not enough. Meeting people twice would have made a hell of a difference. And that should just be a policy. And I should just work that into whatever future projects I do. Meet people twice. Even if it seems redundant or unnecessary, I should just do it to see what comes of it. It should be a policy. It's a policy. Boom. That's it. It's my new policy. Someone asks me, what does Bicycle Mark do? He meets people twice. <laughs> then he does the interview the second time. Um, the other thing is, and this goes along the same lines, you know, I went to Dubai for a month, a little less than a month. After one week, people started inviting me to, to things. After two weeks, I met certain people that invited me to other things. After a month, suddenly I saw things and was part of things that, you know, the longer you're there, of course, the more doors open and, and things reveal themselves to you. But, uh, a second trip now with this time to be able to reflect, um, to be able to look at all the work that I have and not because when you're there, it's hard to do this. A second trip could make a hell of a difference with any project. And that's hard to do the further that you go, obviously. And it wouldn't fit in the current budget as it was. But a second trip to a region, if you're focusing on that region, if you're learning it, especially, um, that could make a hell of a difference. So, I really wish, you know, right now I could go on a second trip. I'm busy, but still, <laughs> if I wasn't busy, if I weren't busy, th to go back, I would be able to do some better conversations and, yeah, revisit people. And again, there's that second visit that would, that would connect better with people. People know you're for real, know you a little better, feel a little more comfortable. That comfortable thing is so important. So... These are some of my lessons uh, learned, okay? Let's do a little message to all my supporters. And by supporter, I mean if you supported me on Kickstarter. Now, if you didn't support me on Kickstarter, don't worry. This will be brief. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Some of you donated to the level of postcards. You should have all received postcards. I worked very, very hard <laughs> to, to write all of those postcards to each of you and get the stamps. And, and man, that becomes big money at some point. But that's fine. It worked out, I think. I hope you got them. Some of you supported to the level of t-shirts. And I have now sent out all the t-shirts to the addresses that I had. I ordered extra t-shirts because on my t-shirt list, there are people who did not send their address. So, once again, if you're still listening out there, if you've enjoyed the project and you supported to the t-shirt level, you know who you are. 
and you haven't received the shirt, do let me know because I have a bunch of shirts still. I mean, I could just wear one every day of the week, I guess, but that would seem a bit odd. There's Dubai Taxi shirts uh, designed by Mike at i4 Design, my old buddy, my good buddy. So let me know. Be in touch. And uh, and then still even fewer of you donated to the level of voiceover work that I promised that you're welcome to if you want. I will voice something. I don't know if this matters. Maybe you were just wanting to support me to that level because you are wonderful. That's good. But if you do want the voiceover work, don't forget, I owe you. I, uh, you know, redeem this coupon within the next, I don't know, what is it, year? So don't forget that. Okay, that's for the supporters. There we go. Oh yeah, there was one more thing that I, I failed to do with the um, with the lessons learned from the Dubai Taxi Project. Um, I don't know if you felt it, but I felt it. There was something missing. Uh, for example, a conclusion. Uh, maybe I could have ordered it differently, but somehow I never got the conclusion. Maybe this is the conclusion. This is my attempt at some kind of conclusion. But while in Dubai, there was no interview conclusion. There was no moment of, aha, okay, I'm done. I I, I basically just did so many interviews that I was so tired and I had so much material that the end must have been then. <laughs> And uh, I wanted some kind of conclusion. I, I wanted, I can give you little summaries of what life is like for taxi drivers and what's going on in the city and uh, what it all means in the global picture. Maybe these are the conclusions that I just haven't uh, put together in one place. I can do that. But I also felt like just in the podcast, there was no, I don't know, not always, a, a, my order didn't work out. Or there was no big finish, haha. <laughs> and maybe that's life, really. You know, we watch too many movies and we listen to too many, even radio programs that are so well organized and there has to be a conclusion. And life, although it has its conclusion, uh, for the most part just goes on until that that sad or happy day when you, when you conclude. Uh, so maybe the reason there's no big conclusion is because I'm covering life. I don't know. Some people might be wondering, am I going to do more crowdfunded work? Some people might just be expecting, because now this is my second crowdfunded project. And, and if we get real um, long-term view on it, I've actually done many crowdfunded projects before crowdfunding was a word. And that was thanks to people who stepped up and offered me plane tickets to go to the U.S., to go to New Orleans, to go to New York, um, people who've stepped up and given me housing. You all have basically been crowdfunding my brand of media and journalism, if we can call it that, for the last 10 years. Yeah, this is my 10th year, by the way. So um, I intend to do more crowdfunded work. I'm not so gung-ho about this crowdfunding platform world, only because there was a chunk of money that went to the platform, and it's understood that that's how it works, but it's an amazing amount. Uh, it's it's too much, uh, to the point that, you know, t at least 20 people probably donated, and those 20 donations basically just went to paying for the, for the, uh, for the fees. And I get that I, I received a service 
That's why I paid these fees. But I think there must be a better way. Cut out the middleman. That's what we're all about in this era. And here we accept this middleman of a, of a crowdfunded platform. Eh, there must be a way around it. It's probably Flatter. If you don't know what Flatter is, oh, do check it out. Um, so I don't have any specific project right now uh, for journalism. I have topics that I love. And um, my mind still travels to Dubai, especially in my sleep, often. And neighboring countries. I, I, I never went to Oman. I would love to go to Oman. Um, and, and so forth. I mean, I could, I could rattle off the list. The return to Egypt is always, uh, it'll always be a dream of mine and it's an achievable dream. Uh, but right now I do not have any specific project in mind. What's happened is, and that's the reason you will see less content or you have seen less content coming from me is upon return and editing all the audio and putting out all the content that was to be put out from this project, um, I hit rock bottom budget-wise. Uh, that's what happens. You you budget your project. I even budgeted an extra month, and the month ends, and uh, that's it. You got to find your next project. That's that's life. I know this. So I am currently working on a few freelance projects that are not media related. Um, I'm also teaching. Uh, at a school nearby. And uh, these things keep me very busy. And they provide me with the funds uh, that I I need to, to live and to hopefully do more of this kind of media work in the near future. But it's going to have to wait, which is very sad. And I realize this is how a lot of people, some people call it pod fade, or just fall out, stop. Um, because they get busy with life and the costs of life. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about housing in the near future for the first time in a long time. And, um, and basically the costs of life, uh, you know, having family in, uh, in two different countries, uh, different than the one I live in and, uh, being involved with someone with family in another, a whole other country. So, uh, yeah, the life, right. It, you hear this so often with podcasts, but, um, the show will continue. I'm just trying to see, as I approach show 500, uh, what I'm going to do. You know, does it always just carry on like life? Maybe. Uh, but I'm approaching show 500. It's year 10. And uh, some things I, I know I want to do. I want to revisit a lot of my first people. My first friends through podcasting, um, my guests, my favorite guests, some who've been on the show since those first two or three years, um, some who who have not in a long time, some people who I see relatively often and yet never turn on a recorder. I kind of want to go back to being a guy that turns on a recorder, <laughs> ironically, because I, I also just said I hate how it interrupts life. Hmm. I don't know. I've got to find a balance there, I guess. But um, I want to I record more moments because I like hearing my people. My people. Yeah, without ruining the moments. Okay. <laughs> um, the interview thing, right? This is a podcast that I'm doing here. There's no interview. Maybe it's not as interesting. Uh, but I, I hate being dependent on interviews. Like, I don't have interviews set up coming up in the next week or two. And I could. I used to. But at the same time, I love turning on a mic and just talking. And not just to myself, that's, <laughs> that's step one. But I love talking to you. And you're not, you're not 100,000 people as far as I know, but you're, you are a few interesting people, I think, 
or interested people. Uh, we used to have a two-way conversation. Sometimes we still can if we want. Otherwise, you you listen and for whatever reason, you, you're here. <laughs> We're sharing this in some way. So that, that matters to me. I want to keep doing that. Um, and I don't want to be so hung up on sounding like some kind of a radio program. And I think that somewhere along the way, I decided I needed to sound like a radio program because that would make everything all right. That would make me more acceptable. And I, it occurs to me that, you know what? I don't want to sound like a radio program all the time. Sometimes. And I don't want to sound like these, you know, you've got 99% Invisible and, and This American Life and these these successful styles uh, which are all fine and good, obviously, but that is not who I am, and that's not even the tradition that I come from here. We come from a very special tradition. The 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 Madge Weinstein, Don and Drew, uh, yes, Adam Curry tradition of podcasting. We're a unique group in this world. Many of us didn't make it through all these years because life, well, look, you know, life got busy and required more time and, and podcasting didn't didn't I don't know fell I don't know, fell off the list so um all these things are passing through my head as I approach show 500 um so maybe I'll I don't know I'll change the program a bit radically or not so radically I rarely do things radical uh but I'm thinking I'm thinking change I'm thinking show 500 is a uh a benchmark that calls for a break with uh with some some habits uh you know it's that whole thing to start something new my favorite late night talk show host craig ferguson who i think is a genius uh or maybe that's too too commonly a used word i think he's a diamond in the rough nobody notices um he's quitting you know he's done it for 10 years and he'll do something else you know you will hear from him and it occurs to me like you know i'm i'm not quitting but i want to be able to break out of the format, break out of expectations. No, you won't see me speaking at all the same conferences every year. Um, especially because, you know, I have other interests. Um, yeah. Life interests. Subject. What you know. There are known knowns. There are known unknowns. There are unknown unknowns, but there are also unknown knowns. That is to say, things that you think you know that it turns out you did not. If you take those words and try to connect them in each way that is possible, there was at least one more combination that wasn't there, the unknown knowns. Things that you possibly may know that you don't know you know. But the memo doesn't say that. It says we know less, not more, than we think we do. Is that right? I reversed it. Put it up again. Let me see. There are also unknown knowns. That is to say, things that you think you know, that it turns out you did not. Yeah, I think that memo is backwards. I think that it's closer to what I said here than that. 
Did we get anywhere? I hope so. This is the the closing out of the Dubai Taxi Project. I am Mark Fonseca Rendeiro, also known as Bicycle Mark, here on the podcast and also on the Frisbee field. That's what they call me. Um, I'm glad you're still out there. I think that a lot of you are extremely patient and supportive. And so whatever I want to do, you're kind of with me. That's what I think. At the same time, I think uh, for a lot of other people, this is all very confusing and they may not hang in there. And that, that is life in this so-called media world. Uh, I accept these conditions. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, go to, uh, you know, citizenreporter.org. And um, I, I want to talk about other stuff, but, but I'll save it for a, uh, you know, a more focused podcast on specific other stuff this was the just the closing of the project um the dubai taxi project will now become a one of the journeys on my website and i still get a few emails people asking you know can i hear it is it out <laughs> yeah it's it's out it's been out um but this will be the last part the bookend of this project and uh, onwards to to more projects i mean when i look back i've been archiving what do we got? 470 odd shows of this program. And I look at all the different journeys and I'm kind of amazed. And <laughs> I'm looking at it like, wow, I want to hang out with that guy. Oh, wait, I am that guy. Uh, I want to go on those trips. Oh, wait, I did. I kind of I'm nostalgic to to do these journeys again. And most of them I cannot repeat, not, you know, at least not in the same way. But uh, but it reminds me that, you know, there's always new adventures ahead and uh, they never look like the last ones but they're always uh, just as interesting if not more so uh, i hope to continue to bring that through a podcast and i hope that it's weekly and i hope that you're out there and you could leave a comment say something i even put an uh, old school voicemail system on the website i don't actually expect many people to use it but it's an option and uh, people always do surprise me with what they what they do and would do and when they are listening so thank you so much for all your support especially those who who donated to the dubai taxi project this podcast continues my work continues and so all the flatter donations still matter uh especially now as, as you know money is uh tight for this media creator but getting better so um thanks and i will catch you next weekish if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed I would recommend doing that if you use, I don't know, iTunes, or I use Downcast now for for uh, iOS, for Apple devices, and you can get my podcast uh, when it's ready. You don't have to even worry. You'll, it'll be a surprise. You'll be like, oh, hey, Mark's in my, in my list of things to listen to. So um, that's just a little advice, a little recommendation from a, an audio man. That's me. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro.
Music for this podcast is courtesy of Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution, Tom Brousseau, and Neighbor. Neighbor.